Hello, everybody. Hello. And welcome to a very special episode of Dear Bear Book Club. Yay. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not more special than usual. I think we've yeah. just been excited for this one for a while. Yeah. Um, I'm Nikki. I'm Kirsty. And this is a podcast where we talk to you about books and we read books a lot and we tell you about them. Yippee. And we should say straight off the bat that this is one of our read-along episodes and we are discussing The No-Show by Beth O'Leary. And if you have not read this book and you want to read it with no spoilers, don't listen to the rest of this episode. Yeah. Um, this is not the episode for you until you've read it. Because you know we, what? There's no holding back for this. Yeah. Usually I would say I don't like spoilers. And I, I, I try not to spoil things as much as I can. But this time I think I'm definitely going to have to spoil it. There's some things that I, I want to talk about that are spoiler as hell. There's no way we can discuss the, this book without spoilers. Just for the way it unfolds. But also... I can't hold back. I don't have that strain in me to like <laughs> not spoil things. I think we've okay. discovered that. But um, for this book in particular, it would be really difficult to discuss without spoiling anything. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, but before we get into the book, I actually have some stuff to talk about okay. before we get book into news. the book. Book um, news. Yeah. Also, a correction. Ooh. <laughs> Okay. And I think you might actually find this correction interesting because Evan very kindly pointed out to me after we released the last episode, which was the theme of the first book that your significant others bought yes. you. Turns out, uh, Yes Please was not the first book that he ever bought me. <laughs> So you were right, because you did say, I don't actually think this is the first book he gave me. I'm still going to stand by that review, because it would have been a much better review than what what he actually bought me. The first book he actually bought me was called Deja Dead by um, Kathy Rikes, which is the author of like the series of books that Bones, the TV show, was based off of. Yep. Okay. I didn't finish that book. (laughs) (laughs) So we would have both not finished the book. Yes. Okay. So like, it was so boring that I like, I I think I actually just like scrolled to the end and was like, okay, this is how it ends. Great. Good to know. And then I like ended up giving it away, I think. Yeah. But I just thought it was so funny because like, yeah, I didn't finish it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, so I guess that. The first book your significant other gives you, if you don't finish it, like, you're going to get married. Yeah, clearly. So if you have a boyfriend or a partner right now who uh, bought you a book and you can't finish it, don't worry. You're probably going to get married. Or at least that's the trend that we have found. (laughs) We're going to patent this. This This is a real deal. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe... If I write it now, it'd be different. Maybe I was just at a different time in my life. I couldn't, like, process the, like, mystery. Mm-hmm. Well, I have whatever. no excuse because I tried to reread mine and <laughs> it didn't work out. Well, I literally gave it away, so I can't even reread it. I guess I could borrow it from the library, but yeah, I gave it away. I can't even read it. That's how much I didn't like it. 
And you know what? It was even set like in Canada. It was set in Montreal. And I was like, I can't even do it. Yeah. Anyway, it was a different time in my life. Maybe I would have liked it better now. We'll see. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so if you uh, if your boyfriend or partner gets you a book that you DNF'd, you're going to get married. That's our patented guarantee to you. Please don't sue Um, us. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Also, I don't know if you saw our Instagram within the last, I don't know, what was it? When when did I post that to our stories? But the flat share is getting a TV show! Yep. So, (laughs) all of these things were announced a while ago. And, like, the official announcement... Uh, it flew under the radar for both of us. So they've just finished filming. That's yeah. what that was. But they announced like, it before that? I thought that that was her announcing it. No, it had been announced because oh. then I looked it up and it had been announced a while ago. And that's oh. how I then found out about the Switch being announced. So, yeah, they started filming in January. But just I feel like it maybe just slipped under the radar a little bit. Um, or maybe we were just busy with other stuff. But it's very exciting Possible. because... Um, the flat share is going to be made or has been made into a TV series. They're now like in what post production. And then mm-hmm. they just finished filming. Yeah. And then um, the switch apparently is going to be made too with Rachel. I might butcher this Brosnahan. She's the main lead in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, she's meant to be the lead in the switch. Mm. And she's American. Never... So I was like, that's interesting. Um, I've never seen that. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. It's pretty good. But we don't know who Eileen is yet. Or, yeah, that's her name, right? Yeah. Yeah, we don't know who she is yet. And I was wondering if they were going to set it in America instead of the UK. Mm. Um, Which would be different, too. That doesn't always work out for them. No. So, yeah, that's kind of exciting, though. Oh my god, I can't wait. And Sybil is going to be... Yeah. Sybil from Downtown Abbey is going to be uh, Tiffy, right? Yep. Oh god. We're going to have to do like a special bonus episode or something. Oh yeah. Where we like rehash the TV show. Mm-hmm. But it's coming out on Paramount Plus, which like I don't think you can get that in Canada. So hopefully we can get it on one of our Canadian streaming sites somehow. Yeah, I... I think with TV shows where it's, like, on something slightly different, often they have, like, deals with different networks. Because, Mm -hmm. like, it was the BBC and Hulu that did um, Normal People, yet we could get it on CBC. Okay, that reminds me. Have you been watching Conversations with Friends? No. Okay. Because I attempted the book and I did not finish. And I didn't get very far through the book and i know what the whole premise is like around the book and i don't know i'm just not a very big fan of like extramarital situations that's just not really my jam so i found it really hard to read the book even though i've heard people like say it's phenomenal and stuff so i just i love the cast um for like different things that they've all been in but it's just not really my jam i suppose um Mm -hmm. everyone was talking about it 
Mm-hmm. And like there was a few like of like the influencers or whatever that I follow mm-hmm. on Instagram that was like, oh, a conversation with friends. And I was like, oh, Chrissy said that book wasn't good, but like maybe I should read it. Maybe the book would be good. Like, I don't know. There's just certain tropes, I suppose, that like I've learned like through like Instagram and stuff like that, like with people making reels, there's certain like tropes within like even like romance novels that i'm like oh yeah i don't mind that and people are like miscommunication that's not one for me and i'm like i don't really mind that like it kind of irks me sometimes but it's not really like one that bothers me but then i thought i never liked like enemies to lovers Mm -hmm. but i actually don't mind that either um but there are certain things and like affairs is one of those things that is just like a no deal for me. So I think that's more why I have a problem with it than anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking on that is so I went on vacation last Yay. week. It was great. Um, so I started reading a book that I thought maybe I could talk about or I was just, you know, trying to entertain myself. So it's called The Wedding Date by Jasmine Guillory. I think that's how you pronounce her name. If it's not, please correct me. But I I don't know if you remember it coming out, but it was I at least I remember it being kind of like this big deal when it came out because it was like marketed as this like multicultural romance novel. Which is fucking great. I love it. I want more of it. I want multicultural couples. I want it to just be like a normal thing. But this book, every like, I feel like, like it's probably only been like three times, but I feel like it's like every other page. The book is talking about how the main character, like the main female lead is a short black woman with big boobs. And I'm like, is that all? Is that all she is? Is it though? Because like, why would you want to describe your character as that? Like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's bothering me a lot. And then it also has like that trope of like, oh, like, I don't know how he feels about the relationship, even though he's obviously into me because he wants to see me every weekend. But does he like me? And it's like the same thing. So it's like, kind of you can see it from both of their perspectives and it's like does she like me like does she want to like keep hanging out with me even though she wants to see me every single weekend and they're both like not sure where the relationship is going but like clearly they both like each other and it's just like y'all are being so dumb you're being so dumb and like they're both smart people because he's a doctor and she's the like what's it called the the chief of staff for the mayor of like a town and it's like you're both obviously smart people so the fact that you're being so dumb by being like does he like me it just it just bothers me so much and just like the writing is like so after reading like beth o'leary and like taylor jenkins reed all of these people who have excellent writing all like in a romance novel which you can still have excellent writing in a romance novel but like this is just so it's dumbed down to a point where it's like I don't connect with the characters at all. I can see where it almost feels like maybe like young adult fiction. Yes, yes, that's um, exactly it. Yeah. So I was gonna say, well, the beginning of my relationship with my husband was a whole lot of does he like me? 
our sure. whole like first few months were that so like sorry I, I had to like stifle giggles there because i was just like oh my god we like totally would not open up to each other yeah um, okay and we were hanging out with each other all the time messaging each other and i was like i don't know if we're even a thing like <laughs> um it was ridiculous but about you saying about things being descriptors all the time so i've just started reading so um i'm on the emily henry train right now yeah and i did listen entirely to um people we meet on vacation because i'd seen it plastered everywhere all over like instagram and stuff and i was like okay i'm gonna i'd gotten it on um the libby app as an audiobook so i was like cool i'm gonna read this and maybe I need to read the physical book of hers because I think there's a lot of like moments where it's kind of like there's like little comments that are maybe like in brackets so it's almost like a thought from like the character rather than like yeah Mm -hmm. um and I don't think that that really transcribes well to audiobooks but I think I maybe just didn't like the person who was reading the audiobook because I've then I last week I bought um or a couple weeks ago I bought Book Lovers and I finally got around to reading it last weekend and I felt like bereft after finishing it and I did post our Instagram I was like does anybody else get book grief because I like I floundered around the house it just so happened Joseph was very busy last weekend so I was just kind of floundering around the house like <laughs> not doing anything and just like feeling sorry for myself until the evening because or like late afternoon I decided to order a bunch of books from um chapters so then they were ready to go pick up so it like six o'clock at night I left the apartment to go get my books which I like never once I'm in for the night that's it I like don't Mm -hmm. leave so by a certain point it was very unusual for me to like be like all right it's evening on a weekend I'm gonna go out um and I when I was there I picked up beach read because I was like well I'm on this Emily Henry thing like I might as well read beach read so I think maybe I need to give people on vacation people you meet on vacation another go because maybe I just didn't need to hear the author describing it because now that I'm reading beach read I'd obviously checked it off on Libby a while ago and it was available so I was like oh okay cool like I can supplement like listening to things maybe if I'm cooking dinner I can read like the next chapter through the audiobook yeah and then I was like you know what I'm not this is not working out for me so I do genuinely think it was the like the person narrating the book um but I pointed something out to Joseph the other night because I was like if you use a very unusual description don't then mention it three pages later yeah no because like so she describes somebody her tall willowy stature so willowy very distinct descriptive Mm -hmm. word and she does say her tall willowy stature was made more striking by the sea of drapey white things she dressed herself in so you get a very visceral image of like it being kind of flowy mm-hmm. and her being like kind of spindly. So that was like this page. So one, and it doesn't help that it then is that's like the very last page of a chapter. So technically it's in two separate chapters, but it's only like, Oh, here we go. Okay. I could barely look towards where Sonia had been curled on the couch, willowy and relaxed with her white curls piled on her head. Blah, 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 blah. Um, Mm. And I think she's describing the same... Is she describing the same person? No, she's not. Oh. Yeah, I think maybe she is, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But (laughs) 
still to use the same descriptor twice within like three pages i'm like no Mm -hmm. there has to be another descriptor like and i know that there are only so many words in the like english language and stuff that that's fair but um i don't know so i can kind of see your point with like if you're describing somebody exactly the same way every time it it can grind on you and i always don't need necessarily need you to feel like once you've described somebody like yeah maybe bring up certain points of their like their qualities and like how they're described but you don't have to give it like every like chapter like yeah that's well, I where mean, that... I, it grinds on me a little bit yeah the like the repetitive the repetitiveness mm-hmm. is one thing but it's just like to to like boil down a character to just being black and having big boobs like and sh- being short like i'm just like what why would you but why the would same you do thing that also happens with male characters i'm like not every male character has this like cut body yeah, yeah. does everybody want like a jaw that you can cut your face on or like abs <laughs> that you can grate cheese on nah it's not realistic yeah. no. and like it kind of puts out this impression that it is and I remember reading something oh, I can't remember what book it was but it was like here was this like Adonis that she was like after and then there was this guy over to the side who was like balding and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with a balding man? Like, <laughs> maybe yeah. I'm throwing Joseph under the bus here, but it's happening and yeah. it will continue to go that way. And there's nothing wrong with it. Like, it's yeah. part of life. And like, why are we like vilifying and making yeah. these people seem unattractive? You literally have the power of written word to change things like that. So yeah, why exactly. Are we using it to like, downgrade other like uh, i don't know sorry it, it really yeah. i was like pissed no. when i read that thing about going bald i was like what the hell like, yeah she does the same thing in the same book it's exactly the same thing with the guy he's like oh he like reaches up to like get something at the top of the counter or at the top of the mm-hmm. cupboard or whatever and his like shirt lifts up and she can see like the seventh and eighth ab and I'm just like, okay, like, <laughs> does that ever happen really in real life? Yeah. What about a little bit of a tummy pooch with a little bit of hair? Like, what's yeah. wrong with that? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, I, I've read about how, when I've listened to podcasts and stuff about, like, guys talking about how unrealistic it is. Like, yeah. Chatting Tatum, like, Chatting Tatum for Magic Mike basically only drank water. No, he couldn't even drink water or no, something like that. You can't drink water. So I heard Henry Cavill um, oh, talk yeah, about yeah, being yeah. Um, Superman, and yeah. he dehydrates himself. So if he yep. knows he has a shirtless scene for the three days leading up to that, he slowly decreases how much water he's drinking until the day before he doesn't drink an ounce of water. Mm-hmm. And it's all because then your skin stretches tighter over your muscles yep. so everything yeah. seems way more defined yeah. so and i'm like so like those abs are more defined when yeah you don't drink when water you're thinking days. you're seeing all of these like men through different media and stuff like that who are like ripped it's not actually how they look on a day-to-day basis and no. why is that the ideal that we're going towards yeah even when you work out for like eight hours a day 
you can't look like it's not possible unless you no. yeah unless you don't which drink is why water. on set and stuff like that they often have like weights off to the side because they're they'll be like pumping the weights before they immediately go on to shoot a scene yeah so everything is like i don't know bulging veiny and weird oh. <laughs> i could have gone in a way different direction i was trying to be very very um i don't know non-explicit for that um yeah but like i definitely yeah. get the like whole like describing people it kind of pisses me off when yeah people are described that way and, and like even yeah. the even the thing of being like oh i don't know how he feels about me because this one's kind of like a fake dating scenario so he yeah. like asks her to be like his date to a wedding and like th- his fake girlfriend or whatever mm-hmm. but like it's which just, that I, can be done well mm-hmm, at sure. times so yeah. um the love hypothesis yeah that has fake dating and i loved that book i thought it was great and that's by ali hazelwood i just think i'd rather and you're right you're right like it's definitely a real thing to like have that insecurity in a relationship but for me even when i was younger and like having those feelings i would rather read a book about somebody who is confident in themselves and that would make me more confident in myself Mm -hmm. definitely so i think if i was ever gonna write a book about like a romance novel i would make my and i think we're definitely going towards that more but i would make my heroine like confident and be like i'm into you let's have sex because we like having sex together obviously okay so there is a book that i want to read that i've seen the cover of um and it's about, oh god, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but the whole premise behind it is there's like this like fantasy kind of um, TV series. And it has like kind of like a cult following. And there's people who um, dress up as the characters and do like cosplay and stuff and meet up on, or like chat on forums online about the, the show. And this girl is talking about, like, she does cosplay for the show and she's chatting to this guy. Unbeknownst to her, the guy is, like, the star of the show. And I think that's what the premise is of this. Um, But on the cover of it, it shows that she's, like, um, like, a bigger person. Like, she's more plus size. And he's this kind of, like, TV star and, like, is, like, hot as fuck. But mm-hmm. there's, I don't think that that's how they meet is through the website. I think they meet some other way, but they like fall in love. But people can't like have problems with him. They're like, well, why are you da- why are you dating her? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, oh god, I'll need to find out the name of it. But it looked really cool. Um, and like the cover of it is like the two of them like kind of like staring up at e- like staring at each other and it's really cool because she's like kind of small and like bigger and he's this like what you would stereotypically think of like as this like hot tv star and but they're both like dressed up in their costumes and stuff so it's like super nerdy but also like showing that not everybody is like this like I don't know pristine person um and -hmm. you're still beautiful even though you're maybe not like exactly what society thinks that you should be 
Um, mm-hmm. But hmm. it does bother me that a lot of romance novels are like, he looked down at her, she looked up at him. Me and Joseph don't have that much of a height difference between us. Yeah. And just to like nitpick at another thing, you do not need to be smaller than your partner. And <laughs> if they have a problem with you wearing heels, they have bigger problems. And like, that's a red flag. And yeah. Um, right. Oh my god! When we get Jordan do this soundboard, I want a noise for red flag. Um, <laughs> okay. Because Jordan, get on that. <laughs> like, there are so many things within romance novels too that are just like, oh my god, that's a fucking red flag, right? There. Red flag. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember like one of like we were still like in the first year of us dating. Maybe I shouldn't be telling these stories. Like so much of my personal life anyway whatever um (laughs) i'll ask him about it and you can cut out this little section if you have a worry but i'll ask him if he's okay with it but um we were going out for dinner and there was like a big group of people that we knew that were going out for dinner and i came out with my outfit that was like brand new i had bought these really kick-ass boots and this like wrap dress and i walked out and it was heeled boots so i was taller than joseph Mm -hmm. and somebody said oh is he okay with you being taller than him? And I was like, he's perfectly fine. Like, yeah, it's not like I literally just chopped his balls off and like hung them around <laughs> my neck. Like, if he has a problem, okay, but like, like honestly, why would did he have anyone even notice? No, like, are you paying clearly, attention? Clearly, this other guy had a complex about it and was mm. mirroring that onto us. But I was yeah. like, um, no, it's fine. But then I felt self-conscious and I was like, well, maybe I'll just make myself smaller and shorter, which is yeah. what I've been doing my whole life. So yeah. this one person, random person saying that, didn't know the effect they were going to have on me. But now I'm just like, oh, clearly he had problems. And yeah, he was projecting that onto us. Projecting, not mirroring, whatever. It's the same thing. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm like, what? this is also not your relationship why are you commenting on my relationship like our relationship because mm-hmm. this person knew both of us so i was just like all right weird flex but okay yeah um yeah still have those boots they're hot um good job wear yeah. them you should wear them well i don't because <laughs> You've seen how coordinated I am. Um, <laughs> I do have another pair of he- black heeled boots because Joseph was like, "Why are you buying another pair? You already have a pair." But they're s- they're slightly shorter, um, and they're way more comfortable. Um, mm. These ones yeah. are cute though. They like lace up the front. Um, mm. Yeah, nice, nice <laughs> find actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, cut that out because I yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's not where any either. We're gonna have to bleep that. We're gonna have to bleep that. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I it's I'm I'm going through a really weird thing because like for this podcast, you have to we have to read so much, which is great. Obviously, that's the whole point. Yeah. But I'm reading like four books right now. Mm -hmm. And that's not my straight is. I know that's not my normal thing. Like I usually like to read one book and like get through it. So, like, that's kind of been a struggle with a wedding date, which is also annoying because, like, I was picking between two books and I was like, I can't really decide what book to read on vacation. I'll just, like, pick on the day, like, what I want to read. And I, like, picked on this one because I think I had it downloaded for so long. Mm -hmm. 
anyway, so that's disappointing that it didn't really work out the way I was hoping to. But I'm also mm-hmm. reading Office BFFs. I noticed. <laughs> it's so cute. Like, it's, it's so... So many pictures. I like, know. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, a lot of photos, which is nice. I like that. So that's, like, fine. It's kind of like a coffee table book, so it's not really mm-hmm. like you're reading another book. But I just find it so cute. Like, the stories about their friendship, like, it reminds me of us. Oh. And- yeah, I, I saw it the other day when I was in chapters, and I was like, yeah, I can't buy another book right now. Mm, yeah. I also have no money, either. Um, mm, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so like it's kind of like it's it's easy to read. It's just them telling stories, but it's just like yeah, it reminds me of us. Mm. And like there was this whole story about how like um they they kind of talk about how the office was uh an interesting set to work on because they were actively trying to like make family life like a priority and like when you're shooting um like a show sometimes you can like you go for like 12 hours Mm -hmm. and like like jenna fisher talks about how uh like in the beginning she hated getting up early Mm -hmm. because you'd have to like you'd have a call time of like 5 a.m or whatever so you'd have to be there by 5 a.m to like get into your makeup and costume or whatever Mm-hmm. But but Steve Carell liked having like early call times because he had kids at the time and he yeah. wanted to make sure he was home to like have dinner with the kids and put the kids to bed or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, they talked about how that's different from like other shows that they've been on. And they also talk about how like holidays were really important to them and how like Halloween and Christmas were really important holidays to them. And when Jenna Fisher was on a different show, they ended up having to work late on Halloween and she was, like, really upset about that because she liked trick-or-treating with her kids. And that's, like, what she wanted to do mm-hmm. for Halloween. And then, so, Angela Kinsey, like, she called her, like, Jenna Fisher called Aunt Angela and was, like, I'm, like, crying. Saying, like, I'm gonna miss Halloween. Like, blah, 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 whatever. So, Angela Kinsey, like, set up her neighborhood. She went to all of her neighbors and asked them if they would be okay with, like, handing out candy to these kids, like, whatever it was, two or three days before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she was yeah. gonna get them all to go out, like, the day Jenna could go out. And I yeah. was just like, so Oh my nice. god. <laughs> I was, like, crying because it's just, like, that's just, like, the support yeah. that women need. Like, especially when you're, like, a working mother. I feel like you don't get that same support because it's, like, either you're being judged for working or you're being judged for not working or it's, like, you're being judged for everything, basically. Yeah. So it's just nice to see that, like, women supporting each other like that. I really like Mm -hmm. that. Anyway, it's cute. I'm not not finished it yet, but it's really cute. And I I like looking at all the photos and stuff. It's funny. Me and Joseph have just been um, re-watching... the boys in preparation for mm. season three which is just being released the day that we're recording this today um and we can't watch it jordan <laughs> get back so that yeah. we can watch it <sighs> yes so um, we've been preparing so we're not finished quite finished the second season yet um but we're getting through all the like girls get it done stuff and i'm just i'm like yeah fuck yeah <laughs> we're not quite at the bit where it's like 
Frenchie saying it. We're not that yet. But I think that's okay. this next episode. Um, yeah. We just got to all the head exploding ones in the courthouse. Mm. So, oh. yeah. That's the last one, isn't it? No, it's not. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're, you do- okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> got it. Um, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, what a good TV series. And actually watching, because we'd all, we've never rewatched the second season. Mm-hmm. Um, and rewatching it, there's been some interesting like clips where there's something that you see and then immediately it flashes to something else and we're like, oh, that is a spoiler. Um, <laughs> or that was an interesting like switch of camera there or to like a different like storyline or thing that was going on it was just it's been very interesting watching it the second time through yeah interesting anyway, yeah it's always nice watching <laughs> completely different yeah. i mean um, okay but i just feel like do you feel the same way that like there's too much tv i think i've reached reached the oh, point where yeah i mean I, i'm also i have also been very busy the last like i don't know four to six months of my mm-hmm. life just like trying to get stuff done and adulting it's like you don't have enough time to watch it and yet there's like so many shows and everybody's telling you you have to watch this show you have to watch that show you have to watch this show and -hmm. you're like i don't have time i barely have time to watch the shows that like i like watching Mm -hmm. yeah i now just agree with people and be like oh yeah i saw that yeah i'm gonna get to that and knowing (laughs) damn fine um that i'm not interested in the show um and if i am interested in it i'm like oh yeah i've been meaning to watch that and like some of that is genuinely sincere and i'm like oh shit i really do need to get around to that because now the second season is coming out and i haven't watched the first season one of those things is ozark we've never watched it oh my um, god and I literally know. everybody we talk to are like why haven't you seen everybody. it and i'm like i will get to it but it's also it doesn't seem like one that until i'm ready to watch it I'm not gonna yeah. watch it. Yeah, it um, seems dark, and it's like you have to be in the right mindset. Exactly. When you're coming home from work, you're like, I just want to watch Bridgerton something. endlessly. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want something I don't have to think about. Like, yeah, it's so and, hard to get into shows that are like you have to think about or that are like emotionally mm-hmm. taxing. Yeah. So we've also been like watching Game of Thrones with um, some friends slash family of ours. So like. that's been interesting too but it's also like time consuming it was nice like up until the last season where we've decided we've pretty much gonna watch every episode together so just like getting the time to do that is difficult Mm. at times Mm. but up until now we'd pick like okay we need to watch this like pivotal episode together so we'd like binge watch in our own accord and then meet up Mm. and watch it so Mm. actually it was a pretty good way because we all we kind of have different schedules so it was a good way for us to like binge through it and then okay we've gotten to this point we're gonna watch this episode together or like the finale or the first episode but now we are in the last season so it's been kind of more difficult because we want to watch more of them together Mm -hmm. um but now we're really close to the end that we just kind of have to watch them Mm. oh we have to make that decision that we're just gonna sit and watch them but that's kind of emotionally draining too watching Mm -hmm. that it's a long show and yeah, I don't really have time for other things. So then I don't want to start something because I'm already yeah. watching that. But mm-hmm. then things like Bridgerton, I just kind of love it for the like joy of watching it. Um, mm-hmm. All right, are you ready? Are yes. we ready to get into this? Yes. What is the time? 
yeah, we need to get into this. Yeah, I think we need to get into it. <laughs> Every fucking time we're like, you know, this is going to be a short one. We don't have to do two books. It's like we're doing one book. It's like, it should be short. It should be great. We also did like chat for like an hour and a half before this about like family trauma. So 40 fucking minutes later. Yeah, it wasn't exactly a small chat before we decided to start recording. No, oh, but Lord. it was needed. It was a long time since we've had a chat. Yes. Anyway, this is the episode about the no-show. Here is your point. If you do not want to know any spoilers, stop listening. Even though I gave that at the beginning of the podcast. I should have given it now, but... Now it was 40 minutes ago. Yes. Now was the point (laughs) to turn it off and move along. But pick up uh, Queen Beth's book because she's a gem. Mm Mm-hmm. So our read-along novel for this episode is called The No-Show, published in 2022 by Berkeley and imprint of Penguin Random House. Yep. That's it. Do you want me to read the back? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Three women who seemingly have nothing in common find that they're involved with the same man in this smart new rom-com by Beth O'Leary best-selling author of The Flat Chair. Siobhan is a quick-tempered life coach with way too much on her plate. Miranda is a tree surgeon used to being treated as just one of the guys on the job. Jane is a soft-spoken volunteer for the local charity shop with zero sense of self-worth. These three women are strangers who have only one thing in common. They've all been stood up on the same day, The very worst day to be stood up, Valentine's Day. And unbeknownst to them, they've all been stood up by the same man. Once they've each forgiven him for standing them up, they are all in serious danger of falling in love with a man who may have not just one or two, but three women on the go. Is there more to him than meets the eye? Where was he on Valentine's Day? And will they each untangle the truth? before they all get their hearts broken. I actually did not too bad on reading that. Yeah, that was, that was I good. read the good first job. two paragraphs without making a mistake. That's a I'm good I'm taking job. that as a win. Pew, pew, Gold pew. star. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Okay. Well, I, I want you to go first. Okay. So, <laughs> the book arrived in the mail, but I was impatient. Because this was a birthday gift from Nikki mm-hmm. and Evan, I suppose. Um, okay, like, do you think he had anything to do no. with it? Um, from Nikki. And there was a delay in it coming in the mail, so I downloaded the audiobook because I could not wait. Um, so now I have the audiobook of this, which is fine because the audiobook is brilliant. So, actually, I'm going to look up who all the artists are on the audiobook. Um, the book is narrated um, for the audiobook by Ivana Lynch, Heather Long, Catherine D- Drysdale, and Luke Thompson. So Catherine Drysdale um, plays um, the modiste in Bridgerton, and Luke Thompson plays hmm. Benedict Bridgerton, and then Ivana Lynch plays Luna Lovegood in Harry Potter. Which I think we've mentioned all before, but it's just, 
I don't really know who Heather Long is, but um, they each play, like, Siobhan is played by Ivana Lynch, which is really good because Siobhan's Irish and Ivana Lynch is Irish. Um, Miranda, the tree surgeon, is played by Heather Long. Catherine Drysdale plays um, the very soft-spoken Jane. Um, and since we are spoiling things, the the epilogue kind of chapter is from... Oh, shit, what's his name? Joseph. Joseph. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? It's been, it's been a while since I read it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I love you, Joseph. <laughs> okay, that kind of answers my question because I had written down. I was like, hey, Kirsty, how do you feel about uh, reading a romance okay. novel with we'll get to that the name of your in husband. a second? Because I just okay. had, like, I read this, like, a month and a half ago so i legitimately just completely forgot who the guy's name was um <laughs> but and luke so luke thompson voices joseph carter um so because i knew he was going to be in it the whole time i was listening to the audiobook i was like when is he gonna appear when is he gonna appear yeah uh, and he's only yeah, in the very last episode or the very last chapter yeah but yeah. So all of the chapters are like when you read it, you see they're in the three different women's perspectives and they're voiced by each individual person, which I think goes down a treat. It's actually really lovely how it's done. Um yes. So on to your question, how did I feel about it? Well, my opinion changes throughout the book. Because <laughs> obviously at the very beginning you're kind of led to believe that Joseph is a shit. So there was a mm-hmm. few days where I was like, <laughs> Joseph, what the fuck? Um, yeah. And I have... How could you do yeah, this, Joseph? And I have read books where, like, the, like, main love interest, the name is, like, somebody who I know, and I'm or, like, they share the same name, and I'm like, I can't think that they're hot. Because, like, and, like, there's, like, a moment of, like, Kirsty, this is a fictional person. Like, get a grip. That's not yeah. who your, like, your little book fantasy is about. That's not what it is. So I just, I just had to have, like, whenever I was, like, fuck you, Joseph. It wasn't, like, ooh, fuck you, Joseph, my husband. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was, like, ooh, fuck you, fictional Joseph. Um, yeah. I just had to be very clear about that. But towards the end, I was, like we're okay with this yeah it's not yeah not that we're okay with this but like yeah i wasn't like giving him the side eye for yeah so when the book came when there was times when i couldn't physically read the book if i was like cooking dinner or stuff flip the audio book on then i was reading the book for chapter two so i was like having a bookmark different sections and then find where i was which i was fine with um I just it made me more conscious of like finishing a chapter because then I didn't have to find mm-hmm. where I was like halfway through a chapter. Um, but I loved this book and I finished it um, just like on my way to work one day and I was like having a real hard time not crying on the train and yeah I think probably finishing it and then going into work was kind of a blessing in a way because then I was like 
okay I can just concentrate and work because I like went into like a book grief but I was so excited to tell somebody about the book that I me and Joseph like it's one of the first things we've done like since the pandemic kind of of not going out where we went to um see the symphony play with a movie playing in the background and they played the um music to the symphony so we went out for dinner he met me at work we went out for dinner and while we were having dinner I was like I have to tell you about this book um and I told him the entire plot (laughs) to the point where we were like okay we gotta start making tracks to get to the place we were going because we're gonna like miss the start of the show and I my mouth did not stop through dinner it did not stop on our entire track to the symphony my mouth didn't shut up the whole time um (laughs) so I did get in the whole story and because of the way I unraveled it I unraveled it kind of like the book so like he was like no that's not what happened so then I became desperate I was like you gotta read this book and he was like well I can't now you've told me the whole damn thing so he said he has to wait long enough that he forgets what the book's about and then he'll read it (laughs) which I'm like fair that's fair because it is a major plot twist when it all comes undone and you're like whoo shit um Mm -hmm. but the whole twist coming out i did guess it before it was Mm. unveiled but i think i did too because i did too i have like prolifically read a whole bunch of romance novels that there's no way that i wasn't like when certain things happened i was like someone's not adding up here um mm-hmm. fully for mm-hmm. me so I did yeah. catch on but I do think it was a fantastic twist because mm-hmm. it was like beautifully written and it made sense for so many other things like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah maybe we'll come back to that point once you've given your opinion because that's kind of like how I started reading the book yeah so how I finished the book like all of that stuff and like Joseph like me explaining to husband joseph about book joseph and all of that shenanigans um yeah yeah i was just so excited because i knew we didn't want to talk about it with each other and i had finished it before i think you had even started it um Mm -hmm. and i was like bursting to tell somebody so i was like well the only person who's not really gonna care is joseph so (laughs) i'm just gonna tell him the whole thing um but i think he enjoyed my little like description of it yeah he needs to lean into more romance novels i think all men should i think so too um yeah they should they learn a trick or two yeah i agree um so what was your like first impressions last impressions (laughs) yeah okay so i fully agree with you that it was like a good twist even though i did guess it Like, the way that she wrote it was, like, perfect. She's Queen Beth. She does everything perfect. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think it was my own shit. Like, it was because you told me, like, how great it was. Oops. So I'm sitting there, and I start it, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be great. This is gonna be great. And then I'm just, like, turning the page, turning the page, turning the page, waiting for it to be great. And you didn't find it great. Not not that it wasn't great. It's just that, like, I knew from the way you were talking about it, I was like, there must be some great twist. Ah, okay. Oops. So <laughs> I kind of, I, 
So I kind of like was wait. I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop the whole time. And I don't think I was fully appreciating the whole story. So because I didn't have that person who would like put it on a pedestal for me, (laughs) I can. Well, and I think to be honest, I think I put it on a pedestal for myself, too, because I mean, it's Beth O'Leary. And every other book that I've read by her has been like, Mm -hmm. knock your socks off. Amazing. So like, so I definitely had like that anticipation of like, oh my god, when is the other shoe going to drop? Like, I definitely had that, but I don't think I had it to the same, like, kind of level as you did. But I think for me, it was like a thrill because I was like, ooh, that's another piece to the jigsaw puzzle. Like, Mm -hmm, I've, like, mm -hmm. slowly pieced some things together. And like I've said, like, a bunch of times, when you read a lot of books, sometimes you just are like, well, that's an interesting fact for them to blatantly point out. I'm yeah. going to make a mental note of that because that seems yeah. weird for someone to have commented on it. Um, So like I make like a little point in my head. I'm like, well, that's important. And even when I was like peeling back little things for Joseph, I was trying to give him some of the little clues that had been like pinpointed in the book. Um, mm-hmm. Still, when I like kind of revealed everything, he was like, oh my God um yeah yeah sorry anyway um yeah well okay but so since we're spoiling it i have a question because i just realized as you're describing it i was so the spoiler is that it's not they're not in the same timeline yeah they're all at different times yeah well that's one of the spoilers yes anyway um so okay, so he has a reason for missing the Valentine's Day date, which with each of them, Miranda and Jane. Mm-hmm. But do you, like, what was it for Siobhan? Did he say? Is there is there a reason for it? Um, I just there... realized that I don't remember. I think he just lost track of the day or something. Okay. Wasn't it something really stupid, like that? He just like miscalculated something there was a i'm pretty sure there was a reason given because then they had their like do-over or they were about to have their do-over yeah um a year later yeah um so i can understand when all of that like started to come out with the fact that like obviously something happened on that day and it's just kind of like imploded the rest of his life Mm-hmm. when you were going through all of that traumatic stuff of him like explaining to like Miranda what happened and she's just like oh my god all of that was breaking my heart mm-hmm. and I thought yeah. it was so, so like tenderly written mm-hmm. that for sure yeah that yeah the only part I do have to say of the book that of the timeline as you're going through it that was confusing for me was the New Year's Eve party. Mm-hmm. With the three different timelines, I think by that point... I think it was a... You maybe kind of knew that something wasn't quite up because nothing was yeah, matching no, that up. was when... And I was like, yeah. all right. I, I kind of pinned together no. that s- things weren't matching up, but I was like, what? Yeah. These are three no, drastically it- different parties. And yeah, it was it was when she first mentioned the year because I think no, they still don't mention the year for like another hot second. Um, no, it was the 
or it was Miranda. I can't remember, but th- somebody says, oh, like, it's 20... 20- oh, I, yes, I have this quote, actually, because I thought it was weird. I don't know if this is when they first mentioned the year, but I just thought this was a funny quote because the quote is, hmm, I think 2016 is going to be the year we sort everything out. Peace and goodwill and understanding. We'll all be more tolerant and compassionate. Yikes. And we'll stop wearing jumpsuit because we'll all realize, hello, what about when you need to pee? And, like, I think, I don't know if that's the first time they mentioned the year, but that was funny, I thought, because 2016 was the year everything went to shit. And it's just continued after that. Yeah, but, like, I I don't, yeah, so I don't know if that's the first time they mentioned the year, but they do mention it. And that's when I was kind of, like, 2016, like, I just, I don't think that it says explicitly, like, what's happening, Mm -hmm. but I was, like, 2016 is a weird year for them to... yeah. To put to set a book that's been written in 2022 or been published in 2022, mm-hmm. but then I think also at one point Miranda, that's when you realize it's because Siobhan's is in 2016, Miranda's is 2019 or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So that's when I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I know what's happening now. Yeah, I probably should have reread some of that stuff, but like, yeah, and also the, like the birthday things with his friend. I was like, oh, yeah. something doesn't add up here, right? Like, that, and I understand that these are obviously put in there to kind of throw, like, a wrench in. And it, particularly at the beginning of the book, it's to throw a wrench in to make you think that he's cheating on them with other people. Some- and, like, some yeah. of them do add up very perfectly. Like, around his birthday yeah. or his friend's birthday, like, they, they coincide really beautifully. And it's well-crafted. Mm. Like, I have to say the like genius to oh, like it's perfect write a book plan like that like and organize mm-hmm. your book like that absolutely incredible especially like i Amazing. love things with like timelines like uh, i don't know it's been yeah. like a dream of mine at some point to write like a book that's written as like an intergenerational timeline but the things that are happening with like the three generations are very similar stories that's like at some point i'd love to do that um okay yeah Okay, I forgot that there was one other thing that I wanted to talk about yeah. before we got into the book. I found this Instagram account on our Instagram account, mm-hmm. and it's called Pie Lady Books. <laughs> you have to go look at some of these photos because she like reviews a book and then like bakes a pie. And then like I posted actually one of her posts in our stories the other day. Oh yeah, I saw because that. Because it was it was like life is just like an elaborate way to get you to stop reading your book and I was just like I fucking feel this because all I wanted to do I'm reading the the book for the next um episode and I'm just like I just want to read this book because it's so good or I'm really enjoying it and I just want to like see what happens next these are beautiful and I know it's amazing so shout out to pie lady books yeah yeah that's what I was just looking at before we hopped on the recording I was like, this is amazing, and I want this woman to be my friend. It seems like she's, like, pretty famous, because, like, Glennon Doyle is literally commenting on her that on that post. Oh. She's followed <sighs> by Reese's Book Club and Random House. Yeah. 
So, and, but that made me think of it because she posted a review, I think today of a book that's like time travel of a woman who like goes to sleep on her like 30th birthday or something like that and wakes up when she's 16 and Mm. realized she's like, has been given an opportunity to like redo her life basically. Yeah. Just like, oh my God, it looks so good. Yeah. It looks so amazing. I have that one. It's by Emma Straub, uh, this time tomorrow. And it I have it like on my Libby account. It's like one of my next books to mm. read. Um mm. anyway. I just wanted to shout her out because she makes amazing content. Yeah, I love on Pi too. I know. So anyway. Yes. The time yeah, it is impressive when you're when you're weaving together that many different timelines. Yeah, absolutely incredible. But I think I don't know. Again, maybe this is just... And, you know, maybe I just need to reread it because now knowing what happens at the mm-hmm. end, maybe I can go back and fully, like, appreciate the story. And yeah. I, it's not that I didn't like the book. Like, I fully can still appreciate, like, Queen Beth's genius. Mm-hmm. But I think I just... I was... I was it was it was my it was my own thing. It was, like, me sitting in the anticipation too much and not fully enjoying Yeah what was what was in front of me but i think that the three perspectives also really threw me off oh okay because i just didn't feel like you got to connect with the characters as much because mm-hmm. as weird as it sounds i just didn't feel like you were connecting you didn't have as much time yeah. with each character to connect with them as much as like in her other books yeah. i can i can understand that too because obviously like Things are very tragic with Siobhan, um, especially when mm. he goes through, like, mm-hmm. like pregnancy. And what, did, she miscarries, right? She miscarries. But she's previously had an abortion. or No, I'm pretty sure she miscarries the first ah, one. Yeah, and then. And I don't think she has an abortion. Ah, I, she, think I don't know if she, she was just, pregnant. She was just, yeah, she's it was pre- just a false positive yeah. or something. Yeah. Sorry, I, yeah. I feel bad. I really should have read it more recently, but also at the same no, time, no. sometimes books are just so good. If you read it again that close, you're not going to get the same from it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, some of those things, I feel like, yeah, I got kind of confused because I couldn't remember exactly mm-hmm. what the details were because you didn't have like that solid one line connection for a book yeah. on its own. I think it was phenomenal and it would be incredible to also see this done as like a movie because i think it would be really interesting to as to how they would actually play that because they would need with a book you're not physically seeing how joseph carter is in all of these situations but yeah you're only getting the women's yeah. point of view. So, yeah. whereas in a movie, you could see him looking slightly more haggard in his relationship with Miranda. You can see him kind of being a bit more resolved and a bit more mature with his relationship with Jane. And you can see him being almost like puppy-like with Siobhan. You don't really mm-hmm. get that arc because mm. you're physically going to see the change that he's going through with like grief and then trying to mm-hmm. like improve his life. Like, all those things are often seen very visibly as well as like mentally. So I think it would be 
difficult it would be incredible in some ways to see this written as like a tv show or book but i think at the same time it would also be incredibly difficult because it would be such a visual medium that you're seeing it through um yeah but it would be interesting to see like how many people would pick up yeah. on that like if you hadn't read the book or if they made him look the same and then afterwards be like well yeah he actually looked a little bit different here and you could show that he actually mm-hmm. was kind of like not really himself mm-hmm. there you could show it yeah. as almost like this kind of like perspective of the woman as this like glowing person but in actual ra- reality they're not really seeing what's going on underneath mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be really interesting to see, actually. Yeah. You're right. I also really loved, like, it, and when you're saying, like, having, like, not really getting, like, a deep connection with, like, some of the characters. Um, Let's see. I need to get the right chapter. So, Miranda's whole relationship with AJ. I just didn't mm-hmm. want to, I couldn't remember his name. Um. <laughs> love love it here for it and i was like so pissed that she was with like carter because i was just like it's not for her not for her like okay that's interesting actually because i wrote down that like the the character even though i didn't really feel like as much of a connection with the characters as i normally do in her books Mm -hmm. like i connected the most with miranda because because i just I know what it's like to want to like change yourself Mm -hmm. to be the right fit for somebody else. Like, uh, uh, yeah, like, and then like, I just, because you had that like juxtaposition of AJ and and Carter together, Mm -hmm. you're like, obviously you should be with AJ. Like he makes you more yourself. And I actually have a, a quote for that as well. While you're looking for that, like, I definitely felt that too. But at the same time, my head, like, the entire time, I was just like, you shouldn't be with Carter. And because until the point when I you know. realize that the timeline, like, it's a different timelines, because then I was just angry because I was like, and to be honest, for the first, like, I'd say quarter of the book before I was like, there has to be something amiss here. There has to be something. I was like, mm-hmm. Queen Bess would never write a romance novel that does not have some sort of like moral story of like redemptiony mm-hmm. thing or some sort of arc there has to be something amiss and there's no way that there isn't a reason for all the shenanigans going on and yeah i was like clearly this guy is meant to be for her but i did truly like that he was very respectful of her mm-hmm. wishes and he did not mm-hmm. cross the line and i was like here yeah. for that because when yeah. a dude is like we're meant to be together just like cheat on your partner fuck that shit yeah get out my life I, i'm yeah. not here for that um yeah but when they're respectful and they bide their time i don't really mind it i'm like all right yeah you were respectful and you picked your moment um yeah but then when they were dating two other like then she was not with some dean i was just like oh for fuck's sake um i know i know yeah so uh i'm gonna grab one okay 
So, okay, so the quote is, so she grits her teeth and swallows it down. She even smiles. It's amazing, really. She would never have thought she had it in her. She thinks of what AJ said about her, how she's not even capable of being fake. And for a moment, she wishes with her whole heart that she was in her work gear and halfway up a tree with a man who sees her as the person she would really like to be. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, and it's just, like, the thing of, like, because, like, Evan makes me feel, like, he helps me to be a better person, and he helps me to be the person that I want to be, as opposed to, because I know everybody says, like, oh, you should be with the person who loves you as you are, but I think that you should be with the person who loves you as the person you Mm, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. Well, he he loves me. He loves me as I am, but he also wants to help me become better and achieve mm -hmm. my goals. And I think that that's so important. He has the best interests for you at heart, so he would always want what is absolutely best for you and wants you to strive for that without taking something away from your own personality, without you losing yeah. something along the way. Strive for the absolute best person you want to be. And yeah, I think that that's like definitely the best balance that you have. And sometimes it's hard when you don't really see it. But when there is a moment mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, my God, you thought I was capable of this. That's incredible. Thank you for believing oh, yeah, in me believe so me. And believe me, I get annoyed with him sometimes when he's pushing me. And I'm just like, I just want to like wallow or I just want to complain. I don't want to do anything about it. But like. It's nice to have his encouragement mm -hmm. and his support to be, like, better. Yeah, the best version of you that you could be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I just, I think I connected with her a lot. But because of that, like, because of that, because, like, I know what it's like to be with somebody you feel like you need to change yourself in order to fit what, because you love them, you want to be what they want you to be, kind of. Yep. And it just, it never, it obviously never works out because you can't live like that. No. But I also think that that might be why I was a bit turned off by the story is because I could feel that inauthenticity that she was, because mm -hmm. like, I, I, I would say that Miranda is probably like the main character. Yeah. Would you, would you agree? Um. Yeah. To a certain extent, a lot of the story does revolve around her. Um, and I do love that she has, like, because you can then see when, like, um, Joseph has, like, the moments with Jane where he's kind of not really in the moment. He's asking Miranda for help as a friend. Like, he's, yeah. like, and I love that. And I love that they've become friends. I'm kind of annoyed that she did make him have a pact of not dating somebody for a year. I think that, like, you yeah. should, if that person is kind of, like, progressed enough and, like, maybe gone to therapy, like, maybe, like, actually dealt with the problems that they've had, I think it's kind of, like, their judgment call. Um, having, yeah. like, a year... <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> having, like, a year... I'm so sorry. <laughs> having, like, a year set point is kind of, like why and that was the only thing that when mm. i said like that to my joseph he was like that was dumb um if she was his <laughs> real friend she wouldn't have put like like any sort of time on that and i'm like well yeah but it's a book so like 
um there is some like creative like beautiful liberties that you want to take with that to structure it in the perfect way um but yeah where was i going with that thought well miranda being like kind of the main person you do get a lot of her story um and i think it's Mm -hmm. nice because then that was like the main time in joseph's life's where he really was like all over the fucking place and then it's kind of bookended by these like beautiful relationships that he was in and now fair enough they had their own messes definitely on both ends but it was both of these like strong loves ultimately that's Mm -hmm. what they were whereas the middle one was where it wasn't a perfect fix but they kind of fixed each other i suppose in a sense um yeah because him being with miranda kind of made her realize who she needed to be with but then in turn Mm -hmm. she could be there for him as a friend and it's ultimately beautiful when you do discover friendships like that um yeah yeah so that's where like i think deeper that yes i think you are correct with miranda almost being the center like lead in the story but like the other things it's because it's beautifully structured that that's how it works yeah also because i maybe it's just also because she is the one to reveal yeah the kind of crux the plot yeah and like maybe that's what makes me feel like she's the main character but yeah you're right like he he like she's the reason that he is okay Mm -hmm. in the end um also but also (laughs) sorry to to like just to make a small note about so i mean he and jane end up together in the end and at the end he builds her this is my favorite part of the book he builds her a library in the basement (sighs) and i'm like evan if you don't fucking do that for me you have an unfinished basement i don't even know i that's what i'm saying and I was like, what if we just, like, put all, like, all of that entire back wall. Well, you'll see it when you come. But, like, that entire back wall is, like, bookshelves. Maybe we don't even put a TV down there. It's just, like, bookshelves. And then we put, like, a bunch of rugs all over the place. And then we have, like, a like a vintage, like, friend-style couch. <sighs> like, your own squishy chair with a footstool with some blankets so you're just ready to snuggle a little heater in the corner that's kind of nice looking so it doesn't look like a heater but it's there if you need to be like toasty warm fireplace fireplace would work with that i don't know why i didn't go with that um (laughs) like you could even have your own little tea kettle (sighs) off in the corner so that you can like Oh, oh god i have thought about this and i said to joseph i was like in my life i don't care if i physically have to build it but if you can fund me having my own library in my house <laughs> but i don't see us not having like a library you've seen our apartment there's books everywhere it's like yeah, a yeah tinder box That's um but it's a dream having like set organized bookshelves and there's a part of me that my like lovely little neat freak brain just <laughs> oh like orgasms over because it's just like that would be the dream yeah. and like hearing how he orchestrated it all and it was like during covid i was like this is tearing my heart apart because <laughs> i want a house and i want a library in my house and i would like that now yeah. please and thank you yeah 
Yeah. Sometime. Yeah. So, so. Okay. Yeah. So that aside, like, I think that might be why I also was upset with the book and I was like a bit, I felt, I kind of did feel, be- feel betrayed. Because you don't have your own library. But it. like by like i was like queen beth like why aren't you connecting with me right Mm -hmm. now and i think it's because well you know the reason because i was waiting for the other shoe to drop the whole time but i think it was also because i felt that miranda wasn't being her true self yeah and that's why i wasn't connecting fully with her Mm -hmm. so i forgive you queen beth even though you'll probably never listen to this podcast <sighs> yeah so um uh yeah anything else you oh my god i have a couple other things but it's like ending okay ending things let me think okay so i i spoke about the audiobook and how i thought it was really well done um i yeah. do have a bone to pick with whoever edited the audiobook though okay when it came to jane the mm-hmm. i think that either they made her speak like the actress is kind of soft spoken too but they cut off her audio so it was almost like clipped at the end or at the beginning mm. of her speech like or like when she was talking and stuff and that's just kind of annoying to listen to and it yeah. felt like really jagged to listen to choppy. and choppy, yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it just didn't feel as high quality. And maybe they were having to record in different places. People have different things going on in their lives, and it was probably a crazy time. And COVID. And COVID was going on, so like I understand yeah. that there are other things that are happening, but it just kind of seemed. It took me away, so I actually really found Jane's character really irritating to listen mm. to but when it came to reading perfectly fine so yeah. and i yeah. actually i genuinely love the actress's voice but it was just the way it was edited and it wasn't the other two it was just hers so mm. i don't know like probably no audiobook person is listening to this but that would just be like a note for the future is like they need to work on that because that like ruined the experience of just those chapters almost was it was just clippy and i was like this is not this is irritating um yeah yeah but other than that Mm. i did really genuinely love the audiobook and the book itself i really loved and i can't wait to read it again i am gonna wait quite a bit of time though because i don't think my heart could actually handle it again (laughs) oh here was the thought i was gonna say so yeah sorry you mentioned last time we were recording i think it was last time um that i gave you the book one day this mm-hmm. had very similar vibes to one day in mm-hmm. the sense it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a flip yeah. um where this yeah. is like years and it connects you around the years but there is a significant day so it's not always set mm-hmm. on what the 15th of july i think is that day that it's always set in and one day and it goes like every year and it's on that one set day um yeah it might not i'm sure it's in july but yeah um some kind of holiday or another but we don't have it in canada so oh most of the uk doesn't it's since swithin's day um 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds familiar. Since Swithin's day. Oh, that's since Swithin's school. Yeah, 15th of July. Wow, can't believe I remembered that. Um, wow, sniped it! So, 15th of July, the book is set, and it's by... Shit, I should have... I love this book, and I don't know why I'm not... Who it's by? I have it. One day by... Uh... Is it Nicola? David Nichols. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Nicholas David, and I was like, that's definitely not right. Um, so, <laughs> um... And it's set like on one day, but it's just in different years. So I feel that that kind of like juxtaposes with this. But then also, mm-hmm. we haven't explicitly said it, but Siobhan does die and she is hit by a vehicle of sorts. And a similar mm-hmm. thing happens in one day. And when I was mm-hmm. reading it, especially when she is dying because it's from her perspective and she's dying i was sitting in bed sobbing like it was one (laughs) of those ones where i'm not like my chest wasn't moving or anything like that but the tears were just rolling down my face and joseph was like are you okay and i'm like just don't look at me it was the same reaction as like (laughs) tuesdays with maury don't look at me i don't want you to like acknowledge the fact that i'm existing right now i just need to exist in this little bubble of sadness um and in all honesty, reading that like section was just so difficult, but it taught me something, I think, like of how beautifully a death scene can be written. And you don't often see of them from the perspective of the person dying. And that's true, yeah. I think that was kind of like incredible in a way of like it was really touching and really heartwarming in the sense that she was like she knew that Joseph was near and like was just kind of like hold on like um but the whole tie-in with the guy who was like stalking her being Mm. the guy at Jane's work all Mm. of that stuff when that all came out I was was like so angry um about how like women are treated within the workforce how like jane had held or not jane uh, siobhan had held her own and said do not come near me and she had been very explicit it was just a freak encounter on the tube that essentially caused her to die um and to then find out like when ultimately Joseph had been like almost like campaigning for justice to be to be served in regards to Siobhan being killed and then the love of his life was the one who served it up on a plate for him there's just something about that like kind of like full circle moment that appeals to me so much it's just like that's where Mm -hmm. like romance novels kind of like can kind of seem a bit more like more than like the ordinary like they're not kind of like the everyday kind of stuff um which they are like set in the everyday but they they kind of like got that like hint of like almost like magical fantasy quality and that's where that yeah for me because i was like nothing ever ties off beautifully with a bow like mm-hmm. that but i needed it oh my fuck i needed mm-hmm. that guy to have his like 
day of shame come up and yeah. actually be properly confronted and be like no what you did was not okay i completely agree that like it was be- like beautifully written i just i think i just need to go back and read mm-hmm. it again to fully appreciate it um yeah i mean all i had all i really had left was that she's beth o'leary is a goddess and connecting mm-hmm. the stories the way she did it was genius uh i think she also does yeah. make very relatable characters too like oh sure um like how siobhan is like no man should stand me up like i'm not standing for this like like mm, i'm like yeah. yes get it and then and they're all very different like they all kind of represent a different version of empowerment almost woman. and like yeah yeah. Um, even like Jane turning around she has like zero self worth but in the end she's like no I actually do deserve to be treated with love and respect and mm-hmm. all of those moments it maybe took them their own time or maybe they had it in the first place but like I don't know she just writes really relatable characters and no matter what wh- like where I maybe don't identify with somebody else I still feel that you can identify with them. That there's still stuff that makes them mm-hmm. so relatable, and I really do love that about her books. And I've never been in the position where I have lost somebody that I have loved. And knock on wood, I well, like in the sense of being yeah. a partner. I've never lost a partner yeah. in that sense. Um, I have lost people in my life, which I think then you can transfer that over you can know where that loss of like love comes from but she writes it still in such a beautiful way that it doesn't feel like alien to you like you maybe haven't loved mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or lost the person that you've like been in partnership with, been with. Um, but like yeah yeah it's still so relatable and god i've said relatable so many times in the last like <laughs> two minutes but um yeah and I think truly yeah. unfolding it with like it almost like if she had written it in like a chronological linear pattern it would have been three distinct phases in Joseph's life and if he'd written a tale like mm. that he certainly would and as much as he is the one of the main characters throughout the whole thing it would have been a story about his journey but instead mm-hmm. it was a journey about these three women and their mm-hmm. lives rather than his he did have a transformation but it didn't i think if it had been written in a chronological order it would have been more about his arc rather than their journeys Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and that kind of just shows you another like really great way of writing too yeah so i have a question did you guess the timeline thing or did you guess the siobhan thing i guess the timeline thing really Okay, I I think I kind of had a hunch about the timeline thing, but I guess the Siobhan thing. I knew she was going to die, like, in the first three three chapters. Oh, shit, no. That hit me like a brick <laughs> wall. It wasn't until okay. he was, like... There must have been something else, because I was like, this can't be heading in a good direction, but it was more... Um... It's because they were getting too happy. They were perfect for each other, and I was like, there's still two other women that he's been with. Mm, I don't think that for me I, that didn't throw me off <laughs> maybe I just <laughs> was like ready for the like love and roses but 
but you were also waiting the whole time for the other shoe to drop so you were maybe just yeah that's probably true i was very much riding on a high and then it wasn't until he wasn't bothering her and he followed her off the train i was like oh my god she's gonna die Mm. and that's Mm. i had guessed the timeline though before that um yeah i guess the timeline before like the dates were like anything about the dates and new years like i had the timeline down yeah pretty early um yeah no i think the timeline took me a while but i think i knew siobhan i think i had a hunch siobhan was gonna die with like pretty soon Mm But the timeline, yeah, it did take me. That's kind of funny that it was like, like the two like main key points we had flips on. Um, yeah, it just kind of shows weird. you how when you read, you don't have the same experience as somebody else, and you also pick up on different yeah. things as somebody else. Which again, is the absolute magic of reading, and I think where I love our little podcast so why... much because we get to discover that like you thought like of this completely different perspective on like things that i was just like oh this is a given um yeah which i love about this and it, i love talking about books with you and um, it's just so lovely well oh, oh love you too. <laughs> um well yeah and also i think that's why i like hate <laughs> shush i was like that's why i don't like reading like reviews for movies or books mm. really because like Evan will like anytime we're fucking scrolling through Netflix, he'll I'll be like, let's watch this. I really wanted to watch this. He's like, it has a two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm like, okay, that's great. But I well, I thought the story sounded good, and I kind of want to watch it. And like some like some of the worst movies on Rotten Tomatoes have been my favorites. So it's like I never want to like take reviews. And I think you just always have you you have to just take the experience for what you experience yeah. it as. Like it's not necessarily just like because somebody else hated it doesn't mean you will. Mm-hmm. I think it's so. I think you should take yeah. that that with our podcast too. Like if we didn't like certain books, like you should probably still give them a try because there there must have been something about them that we wanted to pick up. Yeah, definitely. And we certainly rave about certain authors and. I think that maybe not everybody likes them. Like, I had a bit of a panic mm-hmm. um, the other day. I gave, I had to send something to my mom. So I just included my extra copy of Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And then mm-hmm. my mom was like, Thank you so much for the book. I'm going to read it on like our flight and stuff. And I was like, What if she hates it? She's just going <laughs> to drag this yeah. book on holiday with her to then be like, Kirsty, what the fuck? No. Um, yeah. <laughs> because I don't know, it's not a book that I necessarily would have like super recommended to my mom, but I was like, oh, I have an extra copy of this. Why don't I just send it to her? Because then she has an extra book. If she wants to take it with her, she can. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there's other books that I would just be like, I would never pick that up off a shelf, and yet I've picked it up, and it's like one of my favorite books. And. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, the beauty of reading. You never know what you're going to pick up and absolutely adore. And yeah. that's why like sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick a book that's really left field here. Um, haven't done that in a little while. Maybe just because mental health also plays into what I read at the time. And if I need books that make me feel good, I'm going to be reading books mm-hmm. that make me feel good. Um, yeah. Something that's maybe a bit harsher, a bit, 
more gritty like i need to be in a certain mood for that and yeah um yeah for sure yeah but we should always step out of our comfort zones at times and yeah read books that are maybe a bit challenging and that's where i think this podcast is the place to do that too and we've been doing really good I yeah think. it being a bit different like fair enough we obviously lean into the romance genre more often but they, those are also books that are very much targeted for our demographic so mm-hmm. yeah but i think our next book is a little bit different <laughs> oh yeah yeah have you are we kind oh, of yeah, wrapped baby. up here or um okay, okay the last thing that i have to say is that i think i'm gonna fucking get sick of covid books yes <sighs> i it's only happened twice so it's like it happened in um beautiful beautiful mm-hmm. world but also this one where they just like uh, amend it at the end like oh it's covid and we had to like whatever blah blah, blah. and like this was a cute story and like even normal people i liked how they, how they incorporated it and it's and real it life makes sense and like that in this book they do mention it because it ties up very close to covid times so in some ways it yeah. does make sense that this one whereas i do feel with beautiful world it was kind of like a jump and it was like why mm. is this all of a sudden a year ahead in time yeah anyway hold yeah. that thought for just one second i'm just gonna grab a book just for me, like, I don't know. I just wish that, I just want, I just want the escapism. C- can we just not pretend for a few minutes in a book that the pandemic didn't happen? You know, that's what, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Um, I can't find the book. Um, so the one I was going to say, sorry, I should come by the mic. Um, so the one I was going to say, I can't find it right now which is weird because I literally just finished it, is Book Lovers. I'm pretty sure it's set oh. in 2020. And okay. it was throwing me for a loop because I was like, well, this wouldn't fucking happen. This would never would have happened. <laughs> and I understand that it... It's like an alternate, it's an alternate timeline. timeline that would have... Like, maybe she started yeah. writing the book before COVID. And like I can't remember if it was yeah. 2020 it was set in or if it was 2021. But... There were certain things I was like, that sure ain't fucking happening. And I was so <laughs> judgy to start with. I did let it go because I was like getting more into the book. But I there was moments where I was like, why the fuck? Ah, oh, it's here. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I was like, I swear I had this book the other day. But um, I'm sure it says fairly early on what year they're in. Maybe not. This is where I wish with books I could do like control find control F to like find mm-hmm. something because I can never just find something very easily. God damn it. I'm never gonna be able to find it. But it definitely I'm sure said something about being in 2020 and I was just like lol <laughs> that ain't happening right now. Um yeah. But this book only came out this year. Like, it just came out. Yeah. It just came out, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just... I And I just... I, I fucking know people are gonna latch on to that and be like, oh, we gotta add the COVID, like the pandemic. And I get, yeah, it was like COVID a huge clause. major event. But, like, I, uh, I'm just like, okay, yeah, we, we know. Like, 
We all were there. I just feel like it's going to get, it's going to get, and even like, there's like, did you see that new movie on Netflix? I think it's called The Bubble. Okay. <laughs> I can't watch shit like it's that. It's like, no, no, it's, it's, it's a comedy, but it's about like these people, <laughs> it's about these people like making like this horrible, like, like uh, I don't know, like like you know, like Sharknado. Mm. It's like Sharknado, but like some dinosaur or something or other. And it's like they're in their like thirteenth sequel. It's just like it's a parody kind of, but it's like during this the filming of this movie, like COVID happens and they have to like film in the bubble because like they 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 were still filming some things in like bubbles mm-hmm. so you had to get tested every day whatever whatever the restrictions were and it's just basically all these people like having to like stay in hotels with all of these uh, like all of the crew members all of the cast and everything <laughs> and i don't know i kind of want to watch it just to see like what yeah it, i don't it's all think about, my anxiety but... can handle that and that's where like <laughs> The pandemic was really anxiety-inducing and really made me face a lot of, like, mental health things I really had been brushing aside for a long time. So there's certain things, when people bring them up, I'm like, yeah, I can't talk about that. Um, Yeah, I can't think about that. Because it really was, like, almost a traumatic time. And I still, like, right now, I refer to things as, like, oh, yeah, that was the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, yeah, that was, like, middle pandemic. Oh, that was when we were locked down again. My whole life for the past mm. few years is just segmented into these different time lapses that my brain thinks Ways. there was. And yeah. like even the other day, I was like, oh, this was the time when we were allowed to see Nikki and Evan and Jordan again. And they had their puppy and we were allowed yeah. to like physically be out in public with each other. And because yeah. we hadn't seen you guys physically in months. And mm-hmm. my whole life recently, and I, I'm guessing this is for a lot of people, but there's certain points of it I'm like, yeah, I can't touch on that because that was such a dark period in my life. And there were so many mm-hmm. glimmers of light and trying to make things fine. So almost things that are like parodies of that time, I'm like, yeah, nah, can't deal with that. Mm. That's too on yeah. the nose for me right now. And maybe in a few years time, I'll find it funny. But for me, it's just yeah. like, yeah, no, no, thank you. Yeah. And even like, <laughs> what was that thing that came out like that? like it was like fuck 2020 like yeah they did another one for 2021 when we were watching that i was just like this is too on the nose for me (laughs) like (laughs) this is too close to home and yeah yeah it's like anxiety inducing but i found yeah out of the two that have really kind of like had that kind of covidy clause tying things up Mm -hmm. i think this one Mm -hmm. was better it was more delicately handled than oh yeah um beautiful world but i think that's just because sometimes yeah. um sally rooney like her books kind of like cut you off in a sense and it's not in a bad way mm. like yeah. it's just kind of like no this is where the story needs to end um mm-hmm. and then kind of adding that bit on i was just like mm, did we need that like because yeah. i think there was not yeah. really any mention maybe there was mention of it the like main story being held in 2019 but it wasn't really pivotal to the story it could have been at any time to then have that like kind yeah. of added on it was just like hmm yeah 
Yeah, that's what I mean. I just, like, I don't, like, it, I, it wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was some sort of end point to, like, your plot, yes. And I understand, yeah. like, for some novels, they start planning some of these well ahead of time. So if she had everything kind of tied mm. in to certain points, and her story was finishing, mm. like, February, roughly, of 2020, you can't really not mention that, like, the whole world like came crumbling to a halt within like a month um yeah but you but also I can just... just like leave it where it is too yeah like i mean like you i just it's a not it, it, it had it written had... in its own little world exactly it had nothing to do with the story and like they could have met in a pub or whatever like all of the friends at the end of the book where they're celebrating Siobhan's life mm-hmm. or whatever like they could have met they didn't it didn't have to be over zoom like it just had to like I don't know I just think I'm gonna get tired of I'm it I'm gonna get annoyed yeah, yeah. <laughs> if all the books from now from now until the end of time are gonna start doing that I'm gonna probably get sick of it yeah it does make me wonder how much this is gonna affect our media and mm-hmm. how much like um, you saw like there were certain things like during the pandemic and you've seen them before the pandemic where people would write things and like post them onto their windows and then neighbors would respond and stuff but then like mm-hmm. during the pandemic there was people who like started like kind of dating with people who were in the apartment block across the way from them and just like little things like that I'm like are we gonna have like movies in a few years time because it's there's already one. I know there's one with Anne Hathaway. Oh. And it's called Lockdown or something like that. And it's them. It's on Crave, I'm pretty sure. It's the, like the premise is they decide to like rob a jewelry store or something like that because everything shut down so that there's like no way that they can get caught. Anyway, I haven't seen it, but like I've read a bit about it. So there's like and that came out like a year ago already. Oh. Well, because yeah. everybody was like, oh, this is going to be written in history books. We'll be telling our grandchildren and children and stuff about this. And like, one, will the planet have survived long enough for that to happen? Doubt it. Uh, Two, yeah. um, not just going to be written in history books. This is going to affect our entire culture for years to come. Yeah. And I, I hope so. Like, honestly, I... Like, I, like, it wasn't working before. Like, what makes you think going back to normal yeah. is going to help things? But I don't see it happening. Like, here, basically, everybody's like, oh, COVID who? Yeah. And it's just basically back to normal, which is, like, good in a sense. But also, has anything been fixed or changed? No. So, I don't know. <sighs> anyway. Yep. Anyway, that was my thoughts. And I still, like, I did enjoy the book, ultimately. Mm-hmm. So four stars. I gave it four stars. Mine would be up there. I'd say four and a half. Yep. Nice. Nice. It's definitely, I think it's, like, on par for me with the Switch, if we're saying it. And then mm-hmm. the Flash here, and then the Road Trip. Mm-hmm. Like, That's what I was going to ask yeah. you. What about you? The Switch is your favorite. <sighs> I, um, it's my favorite. Yeah. Like, I can't, there's nothing that can beat the Switch for me. Well, like, the Switch and the Flash share are very close. Yeah. So I think it's for me. It's switch flat share the road trip. This oh my, but maybe it would 
Maybe it would change. Yeah. Maybe it would change if I go back yeah. and read it again. Because I think it was just This like... for me is on par with the Switch, like I just said. And then Flatshare Road Trip. I don't know why the Road Trip just didn't hit it for me. Um... I mean, I agree. Like, it wasn't as... I don't want to say it wasn't as good because it was. It was good in its own way, but there really, but it, it was something different about it that just didn't click for me. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same way. Well, another oh, one down. Another yeah. read along done. And. Whew. Yeah. Woo. I love doing okay. this. Okay. So. Then. <laughs> our next read along episode will be coming out in eight-ish weeks. Yeah, because we do these every two weeks, and it's four books. It's mm-hmm. the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's coming out on nice. August 4th. August 4th? Yeah. Yep, that tracks. Yep. So our next <laughs> our next oh read-along episode is going to be The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman. And as we just said, that episode will release on August 4th. It's a little bit of a different book, but... Recommended to us by Joseph... Yep. Bird. (laughs) Yep. Recommended by real-life Joseph. And... (laughs) And that's how we're going to refer to him forever now. So he read this book and was just, like, was astounded that i didn't immediately want to pick it up and didn't put everything down (laughs) that i was currently doing in my life to read this book because he just thought it was the best thing and then when i was like you know there's a sequel he was like we had to go to the bookstore that day and pick it up because (laughs) he was just like in this little world and yeah i've never seen him like this with a book where he was like giggling to himself like thinking it was the best thing ever so i am really excited to read it because he's like bursting to talk about us about this book with us so he will maybe i shouldn't have said that he will be (laughs) appearing on the podcast with us too um to talk about this book because he's so excited about it and i think he just really wants to talk to people about the book because he hasn't had that outlet with me because i've been like i've had other things on shush yeah i'm curious to think to see what he like how he reviews books because he's so that's kind of what he does so yeah yeah like but like we just like we basically sit here and shoot the shit about mm-hmm. two books we read so i'm wondering if we- but he's listened to the podcast so he knows like the That's way true. we go about it but he is like okay so when are you reading it so i can then reread it i'm like okay we got chill here <laughs> yeah we got a couple more books to go yeah. before that one so yeah. well that's it Maybe. thank you so much for listening everyone we really appreciate it don't forget that if you are enjoying our podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you would like to send your thoughts, feelings, and or concerns to us so we can read them on the podcast, you can send them to dearbearbookclub at gmail.com and DM us at dearbearbookclub on Instagram. 
And that's yeah. it. Yeah. From us. Happy reading. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.